This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Well, a warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Paul, and it has actually been beautiful weather here in Georgia. I moved yesterday, which I hate moving, and I hate helping people (laughs) to move. For most of you guys, probably all have your uh, pickup trucks, and you know when you have a pickup truck, people ask you to help them move, and uh, I'm actually recording this. It's uh, December 30th. And I moved yesterday. It was a beautiful day. It was like 65. I had shorts and a t-shirt on. It was beautiful weather for considering it was December. And uh, a single mom asked me, she's like, hey, can you help me move a few things? And you know how that goes. It's always you know, just a couple things. And you get there. Oh, yeah, get this, get that. <laughs> I know how it goes. Well, she asked me. I'm like, sure, you know, and uh, kind of hesitantly said yes. And then uh, she's like, well, I can only do it one day. And that's uh, New Year's Eve, which I got a real busy day uh, tomorrow because I – Maybe you guys don't know this, but I also have a uh, broadcasting job here in Atlanta. I have a radio show that I do on Sundays, and uh, part of that gig that I have, I have a commitment uh, to do um, some radio stuff tomorrow evening. They're having a big party uh, at the radio station I work at, so I need to be there from 4 to 10. So long story short, or as my cousin (laughs) says with me, short story long, I got to help a lady move tomorrow uh, before Heading up to uh, the radio station. But uh, today on the show, I want to share about getting out of debt. As I look into 2019, and uh, I've shared last week about how I've been really goal-oriented and setting goals. And as I've really been looking at this 2019 year, two of the main goals, the, the overarching goals that I'm setting for the year is, number one, to pay off a whole lot of debt. And number two is to get healthy and to stay healthy. I've really been having some struggles with my health, and I really look forward in 2019 to eating as clean as I can and really prioritizing sleep. That is something that I've been learning a lot lately about sleep. I actually listened to Tim Ferriss' podcast with LeBron James' trainer. I think his name's Mike something or other. And LeBron James was on the show, and his trainer, Mike, who's been his trainer for about 13 or 14 years, and uh, Tim Ferriss was asking him, like, LeBron, how come everybody else that seemed to be drafted in your class is pretty much retired or, you know, they're at the tail end of their career and they're not performing the way they used to, yet you're your 15th year in the NBA and you are performing at this incredibly high level. You're still, you know, probably the best player in the league and you're in your 15th year. And one of the things that, both LeBron and his trainer attributed that to is sleep. And I was like, wow, sleep. And uh, the trainer shared, he's like, we're not going to share all the secrets, but we definitely shoot for uh, LeBron's body to get at least eight to nine hours, minimum of eight to nine hours of rest per night. And uh, I know Julio Jones, he's a wide receiver here for Atlanta Falcons. I Some of my customers play for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, long story short, I know Julio Jones, he sleeps 10 hours a night. 10 hours a night. And I know the Gary Vaynerchuk crowd's like, oh, yeah, Gary, Gary only sleeps five hours. He's on full energy, this, that, and the other. But for these high-level athletes, they understand the they understand the replenishing and the healing that um, happens in the body. And, and the athletes, sorry, it's hard to get on a side tangent. 
<laughs> talking about Mr. Producer's over there shaking his head. He's like, Paul, we're supposed to be talking about getting out of debt. And uh, you're rambling on about sleep. I, I'll, I will get to the meat and potatoes of the message in a minute here, Mr. Producer. And thank you for the reminder. But my point is this. Athletes expend so much energy. And a lot of us, I know if you're listening to the Green Industry Podcast, a lot of us are, are still working. I know a lot of people are in, in the office and maybe not in the field. But for me, I'm still, ex, you know, I'm still in the field on some days and I'm putting out a lot of energy. And if I work out that day, I go to the gym and I do some chest and tries and abs and cardio. And then I put in a full day of work. I'm exhausted. And uh, my body needs sleep. I was uh, talking to a friend the other day. He only sleeps four and a half hours a night and he's fine. I, my body, I need my rest. You know what I mean? So anyway, sorry to get on. <laughs> The producer's like, all right, Paul, get to the point. All right. I want to talk about getting out of debt on this show. And many of you are familiar with uh, Dave Ramsey. I'm going to share a little bit of his baby step plans and his plan of getting out of debt. I was Years ago, I was playing golf with my friend, Mike. And this guy's really wealthy. He told me he manages over, one, it's not his personal money, but it's his customer's money, over $100 million dollars is what he manages. Now, he's wealthy himself. He's very wealthy. He retired in his 50s, and they got bored, and so he just went back and uh, works a couple days here and there just so he's not bored out of his mind. But he's really wealthy, and we're out on the golf course, and I said, you know, teach me about money. I was a young young fella, and he said two things. He's like, okay, Paul, and he's like, number one, and he's like, you listening? And he, he was like real serious. Normally, he's uh joking around and, 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 you know, real lighthearted guy, but he got real serious on me and it kind of, you know, woke me up and he's like, you listening? And I was like, yes, sir. And he said, debt is the devil. And he had this look in his eyes, like, make sure you understand this. And he's like, debt is the devil. And he's like, you got it. And I said, yes, sir. And then his other advice, he's like, listen, he said, take a hundred dollars Minimum every month. I was a young kid, and he's like, if, if, if you can scrape together $100 a month, put it in a mutual fund every month. Put it in the mutual fund every month. Make sure you prioritize investing, and uh, one day you will be really, really wealthy. And uh, so I, I had that piece of advice years before I heard of Dave Ramsey, and then I start listening to the Dave Ramsey podcast, and I'm like, ah, oh, wow, this guy's saying the exact same thing my, my rich friend told me. Get out of debt and invest. And so as we are uh, going into this new year and I'm, I'm really setting goals, it's almost like this fun game to me. Like how much money can I, uh, how frugal can I live? How much money can and margin can I save? And then how much debt uh, can I pay off? So real quickly, if you're not familiar, I'm, this isn't some paid endorsement by Dave Ramsey or anything. I just, I've been really impacted by his uh, teachings. And so I know a lot of people will quote Dave Ramsey and it's not even in alignment with his teachings, but he does have a podcast and he teaches not just on getting out of debt, but on actually building wealth because the getting out of debt portion is one of the first steps in building wealth. Because when we don't have any payments, we don't have to pay this payment and that payment and this payment and that payment. We can take that money that we're making all these debt payments towards, and we can actually put it in investments where the interest of the mutual fund or the property or whatever is actually going to build wealth. Whereas my student loans, which I went to college at Ohio University years ago, is $20,000 a year. Thankfully, my parents helped out uh, the first couple of years, but then 
uh, the last several years, no, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but the last several years, I had to pay that. And uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. I was dumb. I took out loans. I had these big interest rates. And I get out of college and I just pay the bare minimums, which is barely scratching the surface. I'm still the, 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 the end of the year would come and I'd look at how much money I paid off that year and I'd look at the balance of the loan and I'm like, wow, I, I owe more money than the year started and I paid all this money. And it was because the interest was working against me, not for me. Warren Buffett, I was watching a uh, talk of his, I think it was on the YouTube, and uh, he was sharing that they were. He was sharing about how he became one of the richest men in the world. I, I think him and a couple other guys go back and forth to who's the richest man in the world. But you know, Warren Buffett's up in the conversation year after year, and he said. One of the most important things for him was when he was young, you know, in his early 20s, he was a, he had this margin of positive $30,000. And he was talking about how so much so many people are in debt and their money is just like a, a rat in the wheel. The money goes to paying off the debt and you you can't break free of that cycle where he had the luxury early on in his life, he had this $30,000 margin. And then from there, he was able to invest and invest and invest and invest and invest and invest. He didn't always make perfect decisions, but most of them were wise investments. And now, you know, he is a billionaire. And so I always, and I can go a little bit more in depth to, of, of his talk there. I don't know if I drilled home the point the way I, I wanted to or desired to, but the point is debt is no place to be. And I'm saying this from a person who does, I still have uh, student loan debts. I still have some other various debts uh, that I'm paying off this year. And so there's a there's a fire lit inside of me to just destroy this debt this year. And it takes a lifestyle of frugality to not spend money. One of my goals in 2019 is to not spend money eating out. And the bad habit that I got into uh, this last year is I would eat out way too much and you're spending seven, eight, nine, ten bucks a meal here, 13, 14 bucks a meal here. And uh, it was bad on my diet and it was just dumb, uh, financially, you know, eating out. Cause, cause you know, I leave the house bright and early in the morning to go to work. And then, you know, oh, I got to get some breakfast and then oh, it's lunchtime. Let's get some lunch. And then I'd get done, you know, late afternoon, I'll just grab dinner. And then, you know, I'm not getting home till late sometimes. And, I ate all three of my meals out and I spent a lot of money uh, doing so. And so this upcoming year, I'm going to try to really pack my lunches, my dinners, eat breakfast at the house or pack the breakfast and uh, try to save some money that way and uh, create, you know, create some savings uh, without paying money to go eat out all the time. And uh, of course, there's also a a fire inside of me is to make more money, to, to bring in more income. I was talking to my friend. He's he's very wealthy. I I could name a couple companies that he's started or been a part of that you would know. And a very 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 wealthy guy. And uh, we were in this. I, I guess it was an argument, but I felt like who am I to sit here and talk with money with this very wealthy guy? But he's like Paul. He's like you you're talking too much about defense. And he's like just play offense, play offense, play offense. And I, I knew what he was trying to say cuz what he was trying to encourage me with is he's like, "Yo, you're you're nitpicking about saving $2 on this meal here and $3 on this meal there." And he's like, "Just go make make a bunch of money." And I I don't I disagree with him. 
I agree. I agree with him in the sense of be proactive and go out and make as much as you can. But I don't want to continue the tendency of carelessly blowing money, at, you know, paying a restaurant because they're making a profit. When, when we go out to eat, I mean, these these restaurants aren't stupid. They're they're paying all their overhead, all the food cost, you know, all their employees, all their taxes, all their insurances, and and if they're still open and they've been open for a while, they're still making a profit. So. Instead of giving my money to that while I'm in this season and trying to get out of debt, uh, I you know, want to, like my friend said, be proactive, make as much money as I can, uh, but also be, in a sense, in the defense, like a defense blitzes. I want to be proactive in my defense, too, and, and save as much money and be as frugal as possible. And, and that doesn't mean you can't be generous. You can still give. You can still be generous. And that's the point. If you actually follow Dave Ramsey's baby steps all the way through, there's seven of them. Uh, the last step is is living this generous, generous life. And when you don't have any debt payments, you don't have any payments, and you got a whole big wad of money, you can enjoy giving. And it's not like, oh, I can't, can I give over here or not? Because I got to pay all these bills over here. Well, you, you got the margin, you got the money, uh, you can give. And I think for all of us who have been generous and have given before, there's so much joy in giving, and uh, I want to be a, a generous, generous, generous giver uh, throughout my whole life. And I realized that I don't want to be, you know, giving all this money to debt. I want to be um, giving the money to uh, those in need and, and those who I feel uh, prompted to help. For me, though, it actually goes back. I remember one of the most intense. Uh, circumstances of my life where I just have you ever been in a circumstance that the circumstance just spoke to you that you're like you just learned a lesson from it and for me it was back it was I think 2012 or 2013 I was living in this apartment complex here in metro Atlanta and Alan Iverson if you guys don't know who Alan Iverson is he is a former basketball player I mean he was one of the best they'll they'll put him in you know conversations with Michael Jordan and and LeBron and, and those guys as one of the the greatest of our uh, generation greatest of our days he was an incredible point guard for the um Philadelphia 76ers and uh I mean just he would have these crossovers and he he was, he was an incredible basketball player well, well one of the best and he made over 200 million dollars in his NBA career so I'm chilling at the uh, apartment complex one day. I was actually down at the pool with my buddy Frank, and he's like, hey, did you hear who your new neighbor is? And uh, I said, no. He's like, Alan Iverson. I said, I said, I didn't believe him. I was like, yeah, right. And Because uh, I didn't know he had money problems or anything like that. And uh, so I go out to my truck. Or actually, I, I had a car back then. And uh, I'm looking, and there's this Maybach. It's, uh, I think I said it right. It's this fancy car. With these Pennsylvania license plates. And sure enough, it's Allen Iverson, my, my neighbor in <laughs> my apartment complex. And uh, he had, he had, basically, he had blown all his money, $200 million. There's a, um, there's a neighborhood across the street from where my apartment complex was, where I actually work. And uh, there's a lot of famous people that you know live in, live in there and in the surrounding neighborhoods. I actually saw Ric Flair yesterday, at the, or two days ago. I was at the gym. Sitting there eating my cheeseburger, and there's Ric Flair, the wrestler, and uh, he said hi to me, and I nodded at him. It was funny when the uh, when he was walking out, the lady that made his protein shake, she's like, "Woo!" <laughs> it was funny. But there's there's a lot of these celebrities or, or whatever around. Well, his I guess his wife, Alan Iverson's wife, lived there in the neighborhood, and uh, she has all the money from the divorce custody or whatever. And, and here he is, living next to me, my neighbor, at the apartment complex, two hundred million dollars. 
and uh, pretty much squandered it all one way or the other. And and then the divorce and the custody and then the just luxurious living over the years, the money's gone. And here he, here he is living in an apartment. I mean, I thought it was cool that my name, my, you know, my neighbor's Alan Iverson, but for him, the, the, the shame and the guilt and the, to, to blow that much money. And I, I and the reason that circumstance spoke to me, cause I was like, how do you blow $200 million, $200 million? Okay. I understand. If you make $200 million, $100 million of it goes to Uncle Sam. But you still had $100 million. And now you're living in this apartment complex. And and I heard Allen Iverson might actually get some money again. Uh, there's some things in his contract when he's older in life. I think he gets another lump sum one way or the other. So he might um, get you know more money one day. But my point was, or, or that spoke to me, I was like, I don't understand how you blow $100 million. But then I started realizing how much money I blow. It might not be with zeros on the end like Allen Iverson, but at the end of each year, or the end of each month, when I analyze all my bank accounts and all my spendings, I was like, ooh, that adds up. That money right there, that money right there, that money right there. And it was right around this time when I had that conversation with my friend who was the you know businessman that kind of had started a couple businesses that went really well and they sold them for a lot of money. just kind of flashy with his money. Kind of reminded me of Iverson. He's like, ah, Paul, stop playing defense. Just play offense all the time. You don't have to worry about anything. And I was like, oh, you know, I agree with you. Play offense hard. Make as much money as you can with honesty and integrity and hard work and, and doing, you know, the right the right way. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm also going into 2019, I'm, I'm really want to be careful. I really want to make sure I'm not just squandering money where it's not necessary and that in this upcoming year, I really take serious continuing to pay off this debt because I can't wait, my friends, until one day I'm debt free. And I'm sure I'll do a whole special show and and maybe video when I'm uh, debt free and I'm planning on going to Nashville to Dave Ramsey's headquarters and just shout, I'm debt free Uh, because there really is a freedom. The, The borrower is slave to the lender. The borrower is slave to the lender. And when we owe people money, we're essentially enslaved to them. And I don't want to be enslaved to any person. It's not worth it. And so as we go into this new year, I I, I don't know how I can say it into the microphone, but there's a fire inside of me. Like there is a passion inside of me to destroy this debt, to pay off this debt. And it's so annoying when you got to, you make all this money and you could go buy, you know, a new jet ski or a boat or this, that, or the other, and like whatever. And you gotta pay the student loan company. You gotta pay this debt. You gotta pay that debt. It's so annoying. But I I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, okay, one day all these debts are gonna be paid off and I'm gonna be debt free and then I can enjoy uh that lifestyle. And so that's one of my goals going into the new year. I'll probably do a whole other show on actually finances and getting out of debt and that whole thing and go uh, more in depth. And there's a couple of people I might interview for that as well. And, and folks, we have so many good interviews coming up. I'm so excited. I uh, have 2019. We're going to get started here. I got uh, B&B Lawn Care. I'm gonna, I want to interview him and uh, Brian Topnotch. I've already talked to these guys. They said they'll be on the show. It's just a matter of syncing up our schedules. Brian Topnotch um, said he'd be on the show. Alan Hain. Uh, the lawn care nut. There's so many other folks. I, I mean, the list, I got a list. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, these next 20, 30 episodes are going to be awesome of uh, people who already are committed to be on the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I just wanted to hop on here 
and uh, share kind of my motivations of getting out of debt this upcoming year and, and, and living healthy. I've This last year, I was sick too much. I was tired too much. I really, this upcoming year, I really want to, like LeBron James, get that good sleep where my body recovers overnight and uh, eat as clean as I can. And then that's another little predicament. It's expensive. I mean, if I could just go on the Whole Foods and buy everything I want, I, it's just, it's really expensive. And so I, I got to kind of got a nitpick where I splurge and spend on, on the more healthier foods because they are more expensive. But with, you know, the, the money I do have allotted for my food budget, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to eat as healthy and as clean as possible and definitely not spend all my money at uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> I stepped in last night. I left Kroger and I'm sitting there driving by Taco Bell. I'm like, I just picked up my groceries for my healthy eating, my getting out of debt. And I'm, I'm seriously, I'm like driving my truck. I'm like, oh, about to turn left into the Taco Bell. Uh, but the line was so long. That's honestly what held me out. I was like, ah, that line's too long. And I went and watched the football game and uh, ate my watermelon. That was on sale. But uh, anyway, I'm pumped up to pay off my debt this year knock it out of my life. And uh, then you can actually build wealth because you can take that money you're paying towards debt, invest it and uh, become wealthy. So we'll do a whole nother show on this. I, I, I missed the producer. There's so much. I have a whole page of notes I wanted to share on this topic. I just rambled on and on and on about Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> no, you got a kick out of that. Now I'm sitting there eating my cheeseburger and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I knew he actually, I knew he worked out at the gym I worked out at, but I was going there inconsistently. And, and my friend, uh, my friend Tito is actually, uh, was, used to be a bartender at Carrabba's and, uh, Rick Flair, all these guys, Alan Iverson, Rick Flair, all these guys that live in the area we live in, you know, they, they frequently go in there. He's like, yeah, you know, Rick Flair works out at this gym. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I've never seen him there. And, uh, I'm sitting there eating my cheeseburger and there he was, he's just ordering his protein shake. And I took a picture on Snapchat to send to my brother, and he, he like looked over at me. I think he saw me, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want to be like that." So I put I put my phone down, and he's walking out. I was like, "Hey, like, hey!" And then the uh, lady that made his protein shake, she's like, "Woo!" <laughs> he just smiled. But uh, all right, guys, I will be back. We'll have a lot of good interviews uh, coming up here in 2019. I hope you have a, a wonderful holiday, and uh, hopefully, for those of you who are. Uh, with the same mindset as me of paying off your debt this year, let's get it paid off. Talking to Caleb Allman on the Snapchat, he's like, you know what? What if the economy crashes this year? What if it goes bad? I don't, I don't want to have all these payments to all this equipment and all this stuff. And so let's work hard, make money the honest, right, integral way, and uh, clean up these debts if you have them. And if you don't have debt, you're, you're like, hey, I don't have any debt. Awesome. It's, it, there's a lot of freedom in that. Don't go back into debt. Stay out of debt, like my friend said. That's the devil. So let's uh, pay off our debts this year. And... Uh, get to where we don't owe anybody any money awesome all right you guys i'll be back thanks for listening and uh, as always in the itunes drop a rating and a review it would help out the show we'll be back see you